Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hello, Baltimore. Here we go again. Faces going places. The show is the best show on the video, best show on the audio track. Faces going places to show that we only talk about positive things. Negative things, we just kick them right out the window. And we're going to start off right away by letting you know that Faces Going Places is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to bringing the community together. So if you want to be on the right track in the community and let your kids know that you are about bringing positive change to Baltimore, then you need to give us a call. Tell your friends about us. Let them come on in and be part of the solution rather than being part of the problem. You know, so many things have been happening since our last show that we got to bring everybody up to speed so that you'll be in the know. You need to tell your friends to tune in and uh, listen to us. If they have some questions, they can email me or email my producer. And uh, let's see if we can't get this ball on the road. It's time for the people to take charge in this city. No more uh, things tricking people. We've been tricked a long time. So together, we can definitely make a difference and we can definitely make a, a change. So all the politicians out there, we serve a notice on you. We want to know what you do before you get into office, not what you do after, because we know there's a switcheroo that you pull on the public. And so Faces Going Places is dedicated to talking to the community, the schools, and everybody that has an interest in this city. And politicians, you were learning before, but if you haven't learned it by now, you need to step out of the way because a young generation is coming through. And there are many of us out there that will certainly help them so that we can have our city the way it used to be and going on into a better future. So you need to put up or shut up your accountability. We're going to be looking at you to see what you're doing before you start visiting all our churches, which is normally done about a month before the election, and then everybody runs away. So we talked to you last week, and again this week, we said that we would mention some of the people that we've had the pleasure of working with, according to your emails, and some of you must have been looking things up on the computer had a lot of good feedback from Dr. Ophelia DeVore, a activist and a person that just got so many people started and modeling and um, uh, actually speaking on the, on the uh, TV commentators, uh, all those things she did. People like Michael Jackson, uh, Boys to Men, Cicely Tyson, Richard Roundtree, Ozzie Davis, and the list goes on and on and on. Today, I want to tell you about another client that we had. And any of these clients, you can verify them by going to Google them, and you can get a little information on it. 
the more we know about one another, the easier it is for us to uh, make a positive contribution. Today, we're going to talk about a man named Jim Bad News Barnes. Jim Bad News Barnes, when you look it up on Google, that's just the way it will come up. Jim's Bond, Jim Barnes was a number one rated, um, he was going to be drafted by the NBA. And he got hurt on an airplane, airplane blast, knocked him back into a fence so he wasn't able to uh, play basketball. And what he did, he wanted to do something. He'd come from Arkansas up to the D.C. area and came into our office and said he wanted to go into a business. And, of course, we wanted to know what type business. And he said, well, you know, I can't play basketball anymore because of my injury, but I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, and my grandma used to make the best sauce, like a barbecue. I said, barbecue sauce? He said, no, more than that, it's an all-purpose sauce. And I said, what makes it so unique? He said, well, let me show you. We went down to Anacosta, that's where in the summer people bring out their barbecue and do the barbecue and just hanging out on, on the uh, riverfront. Anyway, he went down there with me, or I went with him, and he would take this mason jar, and it had this brown whatever was uh, in there. And he would go up to people's, uh, if you were barbecuing, like doing um, corn or steak or anything, he would take that brush and take it and put it on your meat. <laughs> and initially, you know, people were very offensive. What's going on? What do you know? Are you crazy? And he said, just taste it first and see. And everybody loved it once he did that. That was his way of getting people to like it. And he would sell it out of a mason jar. And he was, every week he would go and he would do that. So when he came to us, we said, you know, that stuff is really good. Public seems negative. Why is it called bad news, uh, all purpose sauce? He said, well, because I figure it's bad news for all the other red sauces that were on the market. I said, well, that sounds good. What do you need? He said, well, if enough people like it, I'd like for it to be mass produced and I want to get it into the supermarkets. So a friend of mine who was a professor over at Bowie, uh, Dr. Richard Lowry, we went and started searching and went to McCormick, McCormick Spice Company, and showed it to them and let them taste it and let them try it. And they became the manufacturer of Jim Barnes. It was called Bad News All-Purpose Sauce. And I mean, it was some kind of good. You could put it on eggs, you could put it in salads, you could put it on meats, you could put it in soup. And it truly was all-purpose. And anything you put it in, it was healthy, it was safe. But it was doing so well that the other companies tried it like they do, tried to get the secret. And today, that's why when you go in the supermarkets, all of those sauces are brown. That came from his formula that he used, and they used a, a molasses, I believe it was molasses and cinnamon that caused that color. And just to let you know that we do have people, and we have folks that are doing gigantic things out in the industry, and we ought to be proud of every single person because it gives all, all the younger people hope and, and different things that they could do. I never thought that I would be working on something that would get a product in the store. And when you go into a store now, you know they have some about 30,000 products in a store. Less than 1% of those products are minority-owned or produced products. 
It's getting a little better now, but they've been relegating most people in the same field. And so instead of giving you something across the board, you got to be careful because they put you in a corner where you don't have any uh, room to, say, expand or spread. But now you've got people doing the barbecue sauces, all-purpose sauces. You, We have another product in there called Hot Pockets. And Hot Pockets came along the same time as Jim Bonds. Now, we took Jim Bonds to McCormick. McCormick signed an agreement that they would produce his product in the United States. And at the time, he didn't have the added uh, location of Canada and overseas places initially. But the product was selling so good that they had to increase the the third shift and add to it to keep up with the product demand. That's how good that product was. And Jim went on, and you can look him up and add him to your little list of, now we know the rest of the story. Hot Pockets was done by a gentleman who was a, a photographer. In fact, he was a photographer for the, photographer for the Secretary of Commerce in Washington, D.C. He would take pictures of meetings and report back. But when we went to these meetings, all the, all the people that were running technology programs, he would give us these sandwiches that were closed in. And Every meeting, he would do that, come in, and we didn't have lunch. We would get one of these things called Hot Pockets. He wanted to know if we could try to help him get that product on the market, and what did he have to do? Well, he took the time. He took the patience. He came. He sat. He got an interview. He, we helped him make a, a um, business plan, helped him get reach out to some of the uh, stores that we thought might want to carry the product. And as you know, The rest of the story is that Hot Pockets has become one of the worldwide leaders. Every college kid knows about oodles and noodles and Hot Pockets. They can tell you we generally lived on that stuff for years. But when you go in the store now and you see Hot Pockets, then you'll know that's another product that was brought to you by some young and venturous person that just started off with an idea and ended up having a product and stores all over the all over the world. That's Hot Pockets. Look it up. And I I believe the company that picked it up now, I believe it's Nabisco that uh picked it up because uh poor Jim he's passed on and uh the product is still out there. It's still good. It's still one of the top top sellers in the world. They sell it in all kinds of languages. That was a product that we spent a lot of time on it, but it was well worth it because it created so many jobs. So many of you out there might have a uh, product, an idea that you've been trying to get on the market, but you don't have maybe enough funds to do it. Well, Faces Going Places has a division, and uh, part of that division is to help people get their products or ideas in the marketplace. All you do is give, send us an email or, or call us. Our email address is butler, B-U-T-L-E-R-1-T, butler1712. That's butler, B-U-T-L-E-R-1712 at yahoo.com. 
So let us hear from you. Let us hear the ideas. There's still many, many ideas out there that, uh, you know, you can get on the marketplace and be prepared for to have patience because you can't get a new product on the market unless you have a lot of patience. Patience, I, I tell you, it's sort of like the glue of a person getting out there. The money, you're going to need some money, but you have companies or people that will support ideas if they know what they are. So come, give us a call and come in and let us work with you on how to get your product on the market. We do, we, our, our profit organization is called Maker Two Markets. The number two, Maker, the number two markets, M-A-R-K-E-T-S, Maker Two Markets with a S. Dot org, And you can see some of the other uh, things that we have that uh, certainly are about to take the marketplace by storm. A lot of them are actually brand new. We've got a friend that's developed a system, a way to increase the math skills of the young people. So if you're a parent and you have a child that's interested in something like STEM, you know, STEM, uh, that just means uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And what a lot of our folks don't know is that if you have a child that is aspiring to become an engineer, then that child really should be competent in math. And math needs to start with the young people, I mean, way down in like the third grade, second and third grade. Because if you get a good math foundation, then you have a good foundation if you intend to be, say, an engineer or something like that. Math and reading, I, I, they're going to put the aura in, in STEM, and that will be stream. And then there's a lot of talk about putting an A in there. <laughs> so you have stream, steam, all of those things. But most, most importantly, parents, get with your, your children that are in school. Talk to them about different occupations. Because there was a time when we got no counseling, and that's why so many people went astray. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to get into a particular field, and certainly were not taught the basic things that you need to be an engineer. There's a big, big demand for that, and faces going places are part of our goal is to help you identify where you are. Look, we got a couple guests that's going to be on, but we're going to get ready right now to take a little break for the cause, and we'll be right back. Meanwhile, go to your computer and look up those two people, all right? We'll check you out in a few. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Well, we're back. I tell you, that break was really, really needed. Uh, 
It looked like I was getting a little dehydrated sitting up here because my producer put me in a corner. He doesn't want people to know who I am and where I am. So he only lets me come up for air about every 15 minutes. Okay. Well, we certainly uh, appreciate you callers and those that call in and the uh, folks that are offering questions. But, you know, this is sort of a sad day for me because I found that we lost a very, very important person here in uh, Baltimore. A friend of mine named um, B. Scott passed physical form a couple of days ago. B. Scott. And she was a, a powerful person did a lot of writing in children's books, and she would go in the community and uh, help people be able to tell their story. And uh, B was a part of my organization way back when we first started in business and was always a delightful, lovely lady, and her, um, her passion was writing books for children. And I found out that she not only wrote her own books, but she actually went into community and would actually teach the children to write a book on themselves, an actual book on themselves. Can you imagine an eight-year-old or nine-year-old getting a book with their name in it and actually producing that book so the kids would talk about lifting your self-esteem? That was surely a way. And B, she never said no. We would sometimes run across one another when I was working in New Jersey, and I would be on my way to White Plains, New York, and she would be on her way to White Plains, New York. We weren't working in the same area at that time, and we would pass one another on the highway and wave, but it just happened that for all those years, many, many years, B and I would cross paths. So just, uh, just say a nice little prayer for her, uh, her family. And the name is B. Scott, and you ought to Google her to look her up. And the children that have written those books for themselves, on themselves, it really, really had an impact in the community. She was definitely a community activist. She was definitely a person that wanted to help make our kids be well-rounded in whatever it was that they did. Well, did you go and Google Dr. Ophelia DeVore, and did you Google Jim Bad News Bonds? And one other person I want to talk to you about today, we'll give you a few, but I'm so excited because in Baltimore, we've got the Ravens fever that I haven't had in a long time, but my head is heating up and I can't miss these guys going into the playoffs and going down to Miami and playing in the Super Bowl and bringing back the trophy. Oh my goodness, just gives me goosebumps just to be thinking about all that stuff. And remember, you still have time to call us, and the call-in number is 410-300-0489. Again, the call-in number is 410-300-0489. Call in if you got a question or call in and ask us how you can maybe get on the show. We've got tons and tons of people out there that have ideas and they're just maybe a hair throw away from breaking through with an invention or a concept that can change the way we live here in Baltimore. So we encourage you to do that. Also, find out how you can come to this new lovely studio that's run by one of my favorite people. Charles is always in the house, always being busy, always looking for ways to help people 
So if you can sing, dance, act, flip, somersault, whatever you can do, you need to check them out and come in and see another rising star because this production studio is definitely a rising star in my eyes. Well, folks, I have a question for those of you out there that are parents and that are looking forward to seeing your child excel and get into an occupation that they might like. Do you know that you can tell by the age of four what kind of area your child would go in? Just watch your children. See what it, whatever it is that they like. Some people should go in the service field because if you've got a child, they love greeting people, meeting people, and generally no strength, nobody is a stranger to those type kids. They always like to help, giving you a piece of paper, giving you a pencil. So you can, you can check out what their career might be in that area or in that field. If you've got children that take apart everything, I mean, they will take about anything if, and, and try to figure out how to take it apart and put it back together. I run across a lot of families, and they bring their children in to have us take a look at them and listen to how they've been living their lives and see if what they're doing, um, if, if it has any merit to lead them into a profession that they will be proud of and you will be proud of. We, we had one young man to come in with his parents, and she wanted to know why he was tearing up everything. Anything that he could tear up, he would tear it up. Take a screw, unscrew it. His toys, they give them to him on Christmas morning and Christmas night, and he had them all apart. Well, it turns out that that young man went into the construction industry and got a contract in demolition. In other words, he got a contract destroying things, tearing them up, but in a legal manner. But the parents said he had been tearing up things from the time he could crawl. And they put a diaper on him and go in the other room. They come back. He had torn the diaper up. So be aware of your kids. Get involved with your kids. Make sure you put them in the right direction and don't have them listen to everybody and everything that comes along. Because, you know, if you don't raise your children, somebody else will. And the way they raise them, you might not be proud of. Well, Faces Going Places, we got another letter last week to ask if Faces Going Places was uh, around Baltimore in the 60s. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. And the other question was, who did the training for the model cities people in the city of Baltimore? Well, we were the consultants during the uh, Schaefer administration that did board training and staff training and training with the people that ran teen centers, Mr. Cleve Bristol, a giant in the community. And uh, he had teen centers, and he was the one that came up with the, the mobile unit that had a basketball court on it and some other games and would actually take them all over Baltimore to the east side, the west side, the north side, the south side. And he did that. He was the one that uh, organized and got the first a ring for Sugar Ray Leonard and put it in Carrollton Park. And that was with the Model Cities Council E. And so there are so many things that you enjoy today that came through our neighborhoods or were part of something we had going on. Norman Ross. Norman Ross was the person in charge of cultural arts on the east side of town. And that area was really people like Bill Henry and people that were into politics used to meet at the hotel right on Broad Street, right across from Johns Hopkins Hospital. 
And these were the legacy builders in our community. These were the people that were taking time with the young people and helping them get on a positive track, uh, introducing them to people that they would never meet under normal circumstances. And the teen centers under uh, Mr. Cleve Brister and the ultra arts under Mr. Norman Ross, they were really, really instrumental. And uh, businesses such as mine that got started back there, had it not been for people like that, programs that they wanted to do, we probably would not have made it. I know I wouldn't because I needed all the help I could get. But now you can do the same thing. You can join a community association. You can get with some of the colleges and find out what resources they need because they always need some. If you want to go in the entertainment field, definitely should get in touch with us because Douglas, I know, has a program that they make apps. They do, uh, uh, they do radio shows. They do a lot of things, and they're looking for good ideas. We're going to take some of our ideas and let them work on them, let the students work on them. The same thing with the Westside Skills Center over near Emerson High School. But, folks, it's time for us to take some action for us and let the leaders in in Baltimore know that we're not just going to sit around another four to ten years and let people go into office and mess the city up. The way we do that is we take charge of our own destiny. We start working with one another, form those those partnerships so that the partnerships are large enough that when the politicians come to us, they will have to come to us and give us an opportunity to uh, relay to them programs and things that would better our community, that would make us feel better. The only reason people have a lot of violence out there is nobody has given anything to anybody to replace it. Well, I think it's time for us to help them stop that policy of negligence and only having money after we help people get in office. No money when people are running for election comes out of places like City Hall. We contribute. And then when we go to get a program implemented or have someone talk to a program, the money has disappeared. When an emergency comes up, some money reappears. So we have to get together, take time to get together as parents, as grandparents, as people that are trying to go into a career. Once we get that together and pull that together, a friend of mine said, well, you got to stop the killing first. Well, you got to give a person a reason not to even think about killing. And it's hard to think about killing when you're working a job and able to feed your family and able to have some discretionary income that other people look at. And get out of this thing where our, our network, our, the average network for a black family is 10%. 10% of what it is for everybody else. So we, we need to take our time, get with our children, get with some, volunteer for some of the community type programs. There are tons of programs in the city of Baltimore and all they need is some help. And great minds like those of you that are sitting out there, I don't know about you, but every young people I've seen in the last, say, 10 years, most of them are very, very smart. It used to be when somebody said, well, you know, my son or my daughter, they're just so smart. Well, folks, believe it or not, almost every young person out there has the same potential and they're all smart. I always tell them when they take over the world, remember that I was their friend. I hope, <laughs> I hope you can say the same thing. 
and let us know. Give us a call. Give us an email. Let us know that you're working with the PTO or the PTA or you're with the community engagement folks. Our kids need to see those examples. They need to see positive things that come out from people that look like us. So we're getting ready to take another little break here. And we hope that you'll stick around because we've got some more fascinating information uh, for you when we come back. All right. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with you. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hey, we're right back with your faces going places. Remember, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we want to thank those folks, businesses, and individuals who made contributions, donations, so that we could keep this kind of program going and uh, let you know about some of the things that are happening in the city, how you could get involved in uh, building a career, a job, a business, all of those things as a community activist. We want our community to be like every other community in the United States where we have an abundance of jobs. Right now in some areas, there are more jobs than you have people. But a lot of the jobs require a special type of training. So to some of the leaders, they need to know what it is that we really need in our community. And most communities have a organization, PTO, PTA, or activist group that are doing some wonderful things and they need your help or they need your volunteer services or they need some monies that you want to donate. If a uh, nonprofit is doing a good job in the community, then we should uh, support them. We got an interesting email last, uh, last week. It came across my desk and it said, uh, we do Genesis marketing. What is Genesis marketing? And they use the word TCC. What does TCC mean? Well, when we first started, I was working with a uh, physicist, a lady who taught out at Morgan State, and her name was Dr. Ridley. She later went from Morgan to Howard. Dr. Ridley would always get with me after we had a chemistry class and tell me, because I had so many questions about why things reacted certain ways and uh, what things we were doing. One of my classmates was the guy who did the Orange Julius. Some of you may remember that. But Orange Julius was something that he concocted in the laboratory at Morgan, and we would drink it at lunchtime. And then come to find out it was so good that somebody made him an offer, and it used to be sold down at the Lexington Market. Orange Julius. And... That came right out of Morgan State. But we got in, I got into actually technology commercialization because I was always extremely curious, extremely dumb, but I was extremely curious too. 
And I was always wondering, I picked these books up and I would read about the people like uh, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, uh, George Washington Carver, all of these people. I wondered why and looking at all the scholarships that were going around and the foundations that were given them, none of the people that did our products like Charles Drew, who was a man that uh, actually perfected the blood transfusion that people could get. And uh, so many other people that came out and did things that are worthy, but nobody recorded those things as a part of history. Uh, Dr. Scott, a friend of mine, and actually Delegate Verda uh, Welcome, was the one that got with them and said, look, you guys have a mind. Why don't you do some things and channel it so that the rest of the community and people would know how to do what you're doing? After watching all these people, I met a friend, another friend that was an inventor by the name of Floyd Barnes. If you look up for Floyd Barnes, Floyd Barnes was a man that designed the clip-on bow tie. A lot of people today still use that. He really did it for the military. I just a clip on, and sometimes it looks like the tie has a clip at the top, and you put it on. Well, that was done by Mr. Floyd Barnes, a minority inventor, right in Baltimore. And he came up with another invention, which was called the Oyo. Oyo. It was what we call an inverted yo-yo. So they just took both pieces of the yo-yo and turned them around, and he came up with something. It was called Oyo, and uh, a lot of the us toy manufacturers purchased that product from him. And Mr. Barnes was, he would be an inventor for everything. When I was in college, I was curious about the lottery that everybody was talking about. And I went to visit where the headquarters were and came back to Mr. Barnes. And we came up with something. It was called the lottery calendar. Some of you out there will probably remember it. It was called the lottery calendar. And on that calendar, there were 1,000 numbers. But that's all you have in uh, the three-way lottery. You only have uh, 1,000 ways to win. So he had on that calendar uh, a number for your birthday, a number for your zodiac, a number for when you got married, when you got divorced, anything you could think of on that board, that was a number that corresponded with that. And we used to go out and sell them standing on the corner at Lexington Market. And people would come up every day. Every day someone would come up and say, oh, that thing works. I hit the number. Well, when you have a thousand numbers, our slogan was all the numbers you can play. One of them will come out today. And that thing sold so much that the lottery people actually got angry and really wanted to run us off the off the corner from selling those calendars. However, they didn't get us off the street until the Afro-American was using it as a game in the community. National Bohemian, they used it and put it in the bars, and people would throw darts at it, and if the dart hit a certain thing, then, of course, they were a winner. That was the lottery calendar. And, of course, um, I was a part of assisting Mr. Barnes. He was the genius. I was the helper. But those people were out there, just regular people like you and I. But their ideas became enormous. And their ideas created such a change in our neighborhoods. People didn't have time to shoot one another. 
and sometimes rob and carjack and do all those things because we were engaged in work. You give a person something to eat and teach them how they can keep a job and take care of their family without just living from paycheck to paycheck. Why can't we create our own businesses, hiring our own people and giving them a decent wage so that they can feel a part of what's going to be happening in this country and in the city that we love? The harbor. We got some of the best things for visitors in the world. And I'm telling you, folks, your turn. It's your turn. And we can turn this city around in little or no time. We can work with the police department. We can work with the teachers. We can work with those city workers, state workers. We can work with anybody, and we can solve this problem I don't really think it's a problem. I think it's a situation that they've allowed to go on for too long. And now, instead of giving us a, we don't have money, we can't find the money, well, let's get some people in office before they go to let us know that they're going to spend some of the money that we raise for them on our communities. We just have to be hard-nosed enough. Our children deserve it. We can get it done. Some of the giants are still out here. Some of them have given up, but it's time to come alive again in our city and around the country, really, because we're almost a non-existent culture now. Things happen, the only time they look at us is when they need something. Other than that, you don't see any of those people really unless it's something that they want, not something that we in the community want. But the time has come now. I think for us to show our children that we do have leaders, that we want to be leaders for them. We want to put them in situations where someone has given them options. A little young man was on the weather station about two weeks ago, and they always asked him the question, what do you want to be? And I think his answer was he wanted to be a scientist. You hear more and more of our young people wanting to be neurosurgeons. They want to be scientists. They want to be... Uh, they want to be a part of the growing, beautiful things that are happening in our city of Baltimore. But we're going to do everything we can, of course, to help stimulate that. The TCC that someone had asked about stands for Technology Commercialization Center. That was the center that we ran. And we were housed in the Booker D. Washington Foundation in Washington, D.C., and there were so many good ideas came for everybody, not just minorities, but actually they were analyzed for everybody. And some of those items now are at, in the top 10 list of things that uh, affect the whole country. Good example is the car, the Hummer. Did you know that the Hummer, when it first came out, it was an idea for the military? The military had put a request out for the, to replace some of the aging Jeeps that they had. And two young men went to the Congress and laid out their plan for a brand new car. Uh, it was like a Jeep, and they called it Humvee. Well, they were kicked out of the Congress because there were so many people that were racist and prejudiced, and they could not stand the fact that a minority group was about to come up with this thing that they knew would garner millions of dollars if the military took it.
Well, they kicked him out, and the gentleman was a, a minority, <clears throat> excuse me, black gentleman. He was the Secretary of Defense. His name was Clifford Alexander. He gave us a call at the Booker T. Washington Foundation to entertain these guys and look at their idea and to see what we thought. They left the Congress and they came over to the Booker T. Washington uh, Foundation, 18th and K Street in Washington, D.C. Made the presentation. It was awesome. They had a film of this car that could go through water, go up hills, climb over rocks, and it was called Humvee. We stayed with them and evaluated and figured that it had a good chance and worked with them until they started building up in Detroit because the Chrysler Corporation was going into bankruptcy, so there were a lot of underutilized buildings that were available. They did those buildings, and they made the car. And if you ask anybody that's been in the military for a while, see, we only know the, the Hummer. The Hummer was... That Hummer was a public kind of car after the military version. And the words Humvee stood for high occupancy multi-wheel vehicle. That's what the military knows that vehicle to be. And that vehicle coming out of that center run by minorities is now listed as number 10 in the history of military vehicles. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It was ranked number 10 all over the world. Well, look, folks, this is about all the time we have today. Uh, we thank you for listening in, and uh, you can give us a call if you want to make a donation. Remember, we are 501c3, Faces Going Places. Check us out on our website, facesgoingplaces.org. You can check us out. Uh, we are on Facebook. We also have the website. But we're going to wrap it up today, and we look forward to you. Keep those questions coming. We're going to take a little break, and I think we, we have a little more we need to talk about. So we're going to be back in a flash. We're going to go and take this little break and wet my whistle, and we'll see you in a few. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hello, Baltimore, and welcome to another segment of Faces Going Places. We've been waiting for you. We hope you've been waiting for us. We want to remind everybody at the beginning of the show that uh, Faces Going Places is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are welcome. So we're glad we have you on the line because today we have an exciting person that we're going to be interviewing. And you know how you have people out there, they're unsung heroes and do a lot of things, but you never really hear about them because they're behind the scenes for most of the things. Well, this is a young lady that is just going to burn it up. Who knows? She may decide to be a regular with me on the show. That's how good she is. You know, if I take them, they 
Better be good. But anyway, I want to introduce you to this young lady, and let's hear a little bit about her because she is all over the place with excitement and programs and management. That's Karen, Karen Revere. Is it Revere? It oh, is. It's Rivera. Rivera, because I started calling it Ravioli, but Rivera <laughs> is okay. Now, tell us about you. Beautiful lady, just up in here getting information. What do you do? Let our listeners know. They are nosy, so let them know. Okay. Well, like you said, my name is Karen Rivera. I am the founder of Nation by Nation Kingdom Trading, which is a for-profit uh, company that is about to just turn Baltimore upside down. Okay. We're actually about to teach people how to trade stocks and bonds. Holy mackerel. Say that again. That's right. Stocks and bonds. Oh, my goodness. It's that, that time. That's where the money is, Charles. Let's go get a job. Yes. <laughs> All right. And uh, in addition to that, my te- uh, my company also teaches the spiritual aspect of wealth, which is very important because yes. the word of God says, what is it to gain the world but lose your soul? Lose your soul. So uh, we know that's important. And in addition, in addition to that, my company also teaches credit repair. Oh, um, because if I'm you gain wealth, but you lose it because of debt, there's no point behind it. So I do believe in um, just wholeness of anything that I do. In addition to that, I am the community schools coordinator for Martin Luther King Elementary Middle School. Wow. Uh, yes. In addition to that, I'm an on-call supervisor at the Board of Child Care, where I work with kids in the juvenile system. Could you work with the producer, <laughs> Charles? Can you get him in that program? I sure can. (laughs) He is is a big baby, so you can get him in there. I sure can. Those are a lot of titles, so you must be a busy person, huh? I sure am, but of course, you know, I need to stay busy, and my my passion and my heart here is in Baltimore, even though I wasn't raised here, as I always tell people, I'm born in New York, but I've been battle-tested in Baltimore. Well, you're like me. I was born in Baltimore and butted all over the world, so I know what you mean. Exactly. But explain to us, you you hit on something that I am always have been keen about, and that's about the stocks and things that people can do that we typically don't do. We get stocks and bonds and things like that if they're part of our employee portfolio. But never do we really get the insight information, and we need it on stocks, bonds, investment, on, on that scale. Why is that? Do you know why we don't have much information on it? I don't. I never heard until I went to New York, you know. Right. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with exposure. Um, A lot of us aren't exposed to um, stocks and bonds. Um, A lot of it has to do with just being educated on it, frankly. It's not a part of our curriculum. Mm -hmm. I did read the other day that um, I don't remember the state, that there is a state that's about to um, add that to their educational curriculum, which I think is amazing. I do, too. Um, But I think a lot of it is that. Um, just like I said, not being exposed to it, and it is a very viable part of uh, what we need, you know, right now. Right yeah. now in Baltimore, we talk a lot about the crime, but I believe uh, what the Lord has revealed to me is the root of the crime in Baltimore is poverty. Mm-hmm. And if we don't tackle poverty, we will always have a problem, a problem with crime. That is so true. And, you know, most of our listeners don't know that everybody out there, if you have a business, you are eligible to get some help and get on the stock market. And when Absolutely. you learn about stocks, 
they have what we call an IPO. Or if you, you can start a new company and you can raise millions of dollars, really, by having stock as low as, say, a, a dollar. Yes, or 10 cents. Right. I know people, um, my partner, which she will actually be the one teaching the financial part of, you know, the uh, trading stocks and bonds. Mm -hmm. She is absolutely amazing at it. And she teaches it in a way that is very practical. And I've seen her turn eight, uh, a dollar into eight hundred dollars. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Well, you know, we had when I was in New Jersey, one of my clients was the secretary of the stock market, and so all of our organization, we would take a trip over to the stock exchange. Yes, and usually when you go to the stock exchange, most people don't know they will put your name up on the ticket tape. Yes, just like for all the stuff that's being sold all around the world. Your name is up there, and it goes all, all over the world. Wherever that goes, that's where your name is going. Right. And once people knew, they were excited to go back over there. Right. So you guys do that stuff? Absolutely, yes. Well, my like I said, my business partner, she's in Atlanta, mm -hmm. but she will be here. Uh, I believe she'll be here uh, this week or either next week, uh, hopefully with her husband because he's an, an amazing um, teacher also. But like I said, it's just about learning um, even and the foundation of wealth. A lot of times we get things, but we don't know the foundation of it. Right, that is that is so true. But but uh, tell me this: if they come in town, can we get a chance to um, bring them on the show? Absolutely, positively, I will make that call to her today. And um, she is she's actually a teacher by trade, and she teaches. Um, I believe kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So her mind um, actually operates in a way of practicality when mm -hmm. it comes to teaching. Well, you know, I mean, that's such an important thing that they do financial literacy uh, courses in school. I think that you guys have hit upon something. There are a few people from Baltimore that are doing stocks. I think they are out in New Jersey for the most part. Yes. But we really need that as part of the curriculum. And we will, Faces Going Places can certainly help facilitate that. Because if you don't get it in on the curriculum, it can always be something that you can do after school. Absolutely. So I agree. But it should be in there. And there are a couple of things that I think um, that... One is to be knowledgeable about stocks and bonds and how it could affect your business if you go in business. The other thing is that there are so many jobs that people could get in that field that we just don't take advantage of. I agree, definitely. And we need to know what is going on with our currency because people are actually trading our money. But a lot of us, you know, we aren't aware of that. Um, and like I said, the other part of my business is the spiritual part, the character it takes to be wealthy. Because if you're wealthy, but your soul is lost, you have nothing regardless. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, my part, I'm excited about um, building a, the curriculum for the spiritual part and teaching people about character, um, teaching people about humility, imparting um, the things of God into people when it comes to wealth, because that's that's truly my part okay. and uh, what I'm passionate about. Now, to set this up, we're talking about these partnerships that's going to change the city, and this yes. is, a, is a part of it, because people don't think that we're going to take the time to see how we can grow a business, even this type of business that we're in now. Yes. It could become a national kind of uh, business, and you have the same right as those people who get rich, people who know the stock market, most people in the stock market industry 
are very, very wealthy. Yes. You don't find any poor folks. Yes. In the stock market. Yes. So that's an avenue that if it opens, and we certainly want to be a part of helping you and doing that and getting, because we're going to come up with some businesses that will be making a lot of money. I I appreciate that. And I appreciate that. We're going to need that. Uh, I know for you to be on a show like this, we would like to maybe offer an opportunity for us to talk about this on somewhat of a regular basis with our, you know, with our people. Now, how could they get in touch with you if they wanted to? Okay, so uh, my phone number is 570-614-9052. Um, you can call me or you can shoot me an email, K Rivera, R-I-V as in Victor, E-R-A, 225 at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website, Nation by Nation Kingdom Trading. Uh, we The website will should be up by the end of the month. We're still tweaking a couple of things in it. Um, but the official launch date, um, well, I'll say launch month for our business will be January okay. of 2020. Well, I think we're going to pull together a meeting with a lot of the people like yourself. And so we can form a little coalition so that everybody will be able to benefit from it. I would, I would truly, I would truly love that. You know, all I, I believe that I know for sure that there are, there have been many leaders um, in Baltimore that are trading right now. But a lot of times we hoard things to ourselves, but we can't grow like that. And we can't grow at us as a city um, like that. We have to be willing to unify and change and change. Yes. Well, you know, the, I am very interested and we will have to get you on this show again because there's so much in that area that you're talking about covering that our folks just have no idea. They think the financial literacy that comes from the banks is all the stuff that we need to know. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. It surely uh, is. Is there, would you say there's a certain age uh, group that you introduce it to? What type people would you expect to say, learn about the stocks and bonds? Uh, is it too early when they're in the third or fourth grade or what? Absolutely not. I mean, I believe that we should start teaching our um, children about the gift of entrepreneurship, um, which it includes trading stocks and bonds. You know, a lot of times we don't give children credit for what they're truly capable of. But if they can recite hip hop lyrics and all of those things, then they can recite the um, lexicon involved in trading stocks and bonds and financial literacy. And it's such a, a worthy field for us to be involved in. And I want to take time. I know our time is running short to invite you to come back again and see if we can form some sort of partnership where we can get the um, access to the kids in a program that will be beneficial to them. You know, they say the journey always starts with the first step. Uh, I want it right. I want to take this time to really thank you on behalf of the community that we serve and all of those uh, people out there that want to be a part of the game. See, we are the last ones to find out what's going on. And I always tell people there are three types of people that you'll meet in the world. The first one is a person that makes things happen. The second is a person that watch things happen. And the third is a person that wonders what happened. Amen. So, so we want to thank you for coming in today. And that will be it for us. And we look forward to having you back. And I'll be one of your first students in that class. 
Amen. So, well, thank you, Dr. Butler, and thank you for taking the time to impart into the leaders of Baltimore. Thank you. And until then, folks, this is Faces Going Places saying have a great day. We're in Baltimore. We are raving calls and we're going to win and do all that kind of stuff. And I look forward to seeing you right back here next week. Same place, same time. Thank you for listening. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.